hello, and welcome back to Blush You, the podcast where you tell us your juiciest stories and we get to dish on them. My name is Callie, and I'm here with my girl, Elise, my sweet little co-host. How are we doing today? Hi, uh, good. <laughs> How are you? Jesus. I mean, that was the fakest shit I think I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Like, were you trying to do a parody or was that real? I don't know. I was trying. I mean, I'm like, okay, I think, I don't know how I am actually. Oh, but still happening. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? What is that voice? I've never heard that voice before. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because we haven't recorded in so long and I'm like, how do I do this? Yeah, that, but- that, that might be it. Uh, that definitely might be it. Okay. Well, um, what are we talking about today? Oh, we're talking about infertility and friendship, mm. which I think you and I are the perfect people to talk to about this. Perfect. There isn't a better duo to tackle this topic. No heart made of stone with sensitive Sally. Like we've got this. Truly. Okay. I'm so, I was going to say excited, but then I was like, I'm a little nervous because I don't want to come across as like a huge raging bitch, but <laughs> it'll be fine. Okay. Let's jump into sparkles. Elise, mm-hmm. go first. Okay. Well, I feel like I have lots of updates. I just went through my fourth round of IVF and it's going well so far. I feel much better compared to my three previous rounds. It's wild how like legitimate this clinic is like when I went back for my egg retrieval, like it was like a legit surgery center and like a legitimate nurse. And there was like the anesthesiologist came and talked to me before, like it, which I know you're, if anybody could see Callan's face, she's very confused right now because I'm sorry. Did you get your retrievals done at like the zoo before? Like, I'm so confused how this wasn't your experience every single time. Yeah. Well, it, it's wild. Cause you don't know any better until you experience better. And so I went in and comparatively like my, my old clinics, like I just felt like I was at a doctor's office, like getting a procedure done. Like this, I don't know. It was just so interesting. Like I, it was so different. I just felt it was so legitimate and I felt in such good hands. So yeah. If you don't feel like you're going under for like a serious surgery, like you're probably at the wrong clinic. Yeah. I mean, I remember I had to meet certain touch points. So like I had to go back and I had to meet my head nurse and she would put the IV in and talk to me. And then I would have to meet the anesthesiologist and they would come in and check the IV and talk to me. And I always thought it was overkill. I was like, I'm good. But I guess looking back now, it was nice. And then the procedure could not start until the doctor came back and talk to me and would walk me through what was about to happen, even though I already knew what was about to happen. Yeah. But like, and then afterwards I couldn't leave until the doctor came by to say, Hey, it, you did so well. And it was so adorable. Cause they, he always said you did so well. And I'm like, I didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I took a nap and woke up and now you're in my face. So did you do well? That's, <laughs> I, that's what I want to know. How did you do? <laughs> and they, right when I woke up, they would always tell me how many eggs, you know, like it was so professional. 
Yeah. I cannot believe you didn't have that experience before. No, I didn't have that experience at all. My first three rounds at all, but this one was like a legitimate surgery center, legitimate nurses. Like everything was so legitimate. Carl and I were like, this is, this feels serious. Like, should I be more nervous for this? Like it was just really awesome. So I definitely feel like I'm in the best hands. Also just another quick shout out to Zoloft because last night we had an incident where we got a puppy. I don't know if I mentioned that on our last podcast. Oh, we talked about beanie, weenie, deenie. Beanie, weenie, beanie. I don't want, oh, he just opened his eyes. I can't make eye contact or else he'll start barking. <laughs> but we had an incident last night where he started choking and typically in crisis situations, like Carl's like a lost soul. Like he does not handle crisis. Well, he's like frantic and like pacing and just like, isn't making sense. So typically we're both just screwed because I have anxiety and Carl just is frantic. So we don't do well in crisis situations, but last night being started choking, Carl was losing his mind being so frantic. And I started panicking and then something came over me and was just like, you need to calm down. Like you're not going to get anything done if you are freaking the F out. So take a breath, get your shit together and go handle your business. And I went and picked up the dog and I opened his mouth and I shoved my finger down his throat and I saved his life. So amazing. Amazing. Weenie weenie deenie lives another day. He does. Thanks to Zoloft. Thank you Zoloft. No, Carl says all the time. He's like, do you think like Zoloft has like a mailing address that I could like send them a letter and just be like, thank you so much. I know it's so sad when drug companies give other drugs, like a bad name, like obviously big pharma is a huge thing and people have a lot of distrust and they should, especially with like the pain killer addiction and all that, not to go like super dark, but like we forget that modern medicine is a miracle in, so, in, in way more instances then it's not. And I'm not trying to say that, like, obviously we shouldn't be skeptical of modern medicine because I think we should, um, and just be your own advocate and do your own research. Um, but like, it is pretty phenomenal what something like Lexapro or Zoloft or Prozac or any of those drugs can do. I mean, it's literally changed my entire life. So thank you, Callie, for (laughs) nudging me in that direction. Oh, (laughs) bad about that I just I would just see you lose your shit over situations where I was like she doesn't have to lose her shit over this like I totally understand her feelings are valid but I think she would feel better if she didn't lose her shit over this yeah why do you feel bad about that I'm like so grateful that you were like hey we should circle back to that Zoloft conversation (laughs) well and I wasn't educated enough to understand that like Zoloft was the soft version of everything like Zoloft was the gentle version, which we all know Elise needs the gentle version of whatever is on the market (laughs) of all things. We just didn't know. We just didn't know. So now we know. Now we know. And I love Zoloft. Yeah. We love Zoloft. Okay. My sparkle. Um, my sparkle is that I'm going to try lightly because I don't want to ramble and be insensitive. (laughs) Shout out to that amazing comment that we got on Instagram. Um, But I have my baby shower this weekend. We had one in Austin last weekend, which was, you know, great. It was a whirlwind for sure. And I'm done traveling. Thank goodness. So now we are back in LA and we have our shower this weekend and it is being thrown by seven men. 
which I could not be more excited about because, and that th- when the invite went out, it was, <laughs> the invite landed in my inbox because of course I was like, no written invitations, like make this as easy as possible. And it was from the Gunkles. Oh, so cute. The Gunkles. I think some people were like, what's a Gunkle? And I'm like, it's a gay uncle. Where the fuck have you been? So, Literally adorable. I know. It's so cute. And I, um, I talked to one of my, one of the planning members, um, talked to me and he was like, okay, like we have a planning session, like later on, like, you know, just testing your, taking your temperature. Like what are, what are your priorities? And I was like, do not make me draw on a diaper. Do not make me decorate a onesie. If there's a whisper of a game, I walk. And I just want everyone to get a little lit before they go hit up the bars that night. And I will have a great time just watching everyone else get drunk. And he was like, that sounds amazing. So he walked in and apparently one of the planners who is amazing walked in with a bunch of game ideas. And he was like, nope, she's going to walk. No games. She said booze and music. I love that. Yeah. So he was like, oh, I got to go to Costco and get like five cases of rosé. I love it. They call that gay beer. So I was like, amazing. Get a bunch of gay beer for our guests. And yeah, it'll be fun. Is it like annoying to be the only sober one around really drunk people? Um, depends on what mood I'm in. Yeah. Sometimes it's annoying. Um, I think it's if I'm tired, like if it's, so like this past weekend, it was just a marathon because, you know, we're in Austin we saw a bunch of people that we haven't seen in a long time. And like Andrew and, and Andrew's family are night owls. And so like, there were nights where it was going into like 1am. And at that point, I'm just like, why am I here? Why am I awake? This is dumb. Everyone's drunk. Andrew, you're repeating yourself. Like I have heard you, like you are trying to say something and no one understands what you're saying because they're drunk, but I understand. And I've had to listen to this for five minutes now when you could have been talking for 30 seconds. So that's what I'm like, get me out of here. You know, like you, you people can all have fun. But if I'm not tired and it's like, no sweat off my back to be awake (laughs) at that point, like, so that's why the shower is a happy hour shower so that everyone can get like, little toasty for happy hour and then go on and do their thing. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Let's get into it. I'm going to read our letter. Dear blush. I'm writing to you as I'm not exactly, exactly sure what to do moving forward and really need some guidance on how to get past this or if I should get past it. Warning, this story might be triggering for those dealing with fertility issues. So my husband had a vasectomy many years ago, something he regrets now. And we paid the 8K to have the reversal, which didn't work. So now we are in the beginning stages of IVF. At this point, we believe it's mainly male factor, but you know that can change as we move forward. I have been sharing our fertility journey with my best friend of 20 years for the past year and a half and was under the impression she was understanding, supportive, and knew how difficult this was for me. Last week, we were catching up and she made a comment that she had something she wanted to share, but didn't want me to judge her. She started explaining how her and her husband had unprotected sex on her peak day and she started to panic. So she called another friend who brought her plan B within two hours of the quote event. I was so taken aback. One, because I don't believe in plan B as a contraception and two, because I told her minutes before how I had my consult with the IVF doctor this week and how I was overwhelmed, nervous and every other emotion you could imagine. 
She kept talking and made a joke about how she could still be in the 5% and out $50 in a month if the pill didn't work and how she feels guilty for not telling her husband she took the pill. I, of course, got emotional on the phone and told her I needed a few minutes and would call her back. I did not. I sent her a follow-up text that I needed time and that it really fucked with my head. She texted me the next day and I went into detail about how it made me feel. She did apologize and said she was nervous about telling me and that she made the joke because she was uncomfortable. As I texted her, I don't want to hurt or upset her. However, my feelings also matter. We do tell each other pretty much everything, but I don't know how to get past this. My husband and I have already spent the 8K and, look, and are looking now at the additional 20K and IVF just to possibly have a child. And she, without a second thought or talking to her husband, who wants a second child, decided to take a pill to not have a child. And let's not forget to factor in, she could be pregnant in a month with her second child if the pill didn't work, her words. I feel like her timing and delivery were absolutely horrible. And honestly, she was very inconsiderate to me and what I'm going through. She does have a tendency to be, it's all about me and I just can't wrap my head around this. She will oftentimes FaceTime me while we're on the phone so I can see her 18 month old and talk to him, even though I've told her numerous times that babies are very triggering to me. I haven't responded to her apology text nor reached out to her since addressing how it made me feel. I know she has a lot going on in her marriage and life, which is why she decided to take the pill, but I don't feel like I should continue to justify her actions and make it seem like everything is okay. Am I wrong for these feelings? Should I just sweep this under the rug and move forward in our friendship? Or is this the straw that broke the camel's back? I have been trying to process this for over a week now and have been unsuccessful in deciding, should I reach out to her or just keep her on red? From, do we move past this? Ooh, I'm, I'm not going first. <laughs> That's fine. I'll go first. First and foremost, you're definitely not wrong for having the feelings that you're having. Like, I don't think anybody could quite possibly understand the emotions that go into navigating an infertility journey and so badly wanting to have a child and having that process not be what you had anticipated or hoped it to be. So your feelings, the anger, the resentment, the jealousy, the sadness, like all of that is so, so, so valid. So I just wanted to like validate that for sure. And I also do think that it was like poor timing on your friend's end, like read the room sister, like probably not the best time to talk about plan B when your best friend of 20 years is talking about her first IVF appointment and how overwhelming it is. So yeah, I definitely think that that was horrible timing, but I don't think that that's enough to like end a friendship over Be beans agrees with me. <laughs> He's barking in the background. Beanie, beanie, beanie says, yes, yeah, beady, beady, beady agrees. I don't think it's enough to end a 20 year friendship over. Honestly, I think that your feelings are totally valid and I think it's definitely worth the conversation. And I think if you need some distance, like that's a totally fair boundary to enforce. But I think at some point, like 20 years invested into a friendship, this is, it's worth having a conversation over, you know, mm -hmm. what do you think, Callie? Well, it sounds like they're trying to have a conversation, but she's not participating, which is a problem. So um, my take on this is that your friend thinks that she is the exception in your life. And frankly, she should be because you've decided to be best friends with her for 20 years. And you said that you tell each other everything. So since when did the rules change? I don't think your friend got that memo. Uh, I agree with Elise that the timing sucks. And she was clearly uncomfortable because she made that awkward joke, which like, isn't really funny. And I like, I get it. It probably felt like a slap in the face because you're sitting here 
after a year and a half of trying to get pregnant and now realizing you have to do IVF and the surgery didn't work, that's enough to feel bitter. I understand. And you're looking up this mountain thinking, how the hell am I going to climb this? And I love that you said, you know, we're going to spend 20 K for the possibility of a child because as Elise has hammered into everyone, like IVF does not equal baby, but most people think it does. Most people think that IVF is a solution and it's, it can be a solution, but for most people, IVF requires multiple retrievals, right? It requires multiple transfers. Like it's not just this one and done thing. It's a lot to go through. And so the comment that your friend made was insensitive. It was, oops, I'm so fertile that I had to like, you know, do a whoopsie daisies of intervention. Whereas like, you know, you guys are going through hell or high water to have a kid. But here's the thing. Your friend probably thinks that she is the exception in this world, meaning that she can talk to you about things because y'all have always talked about things. Everything is what you cited. How is she supposed to know that she's not supposed to talk about this now? How is she supposed to know that her 18 month old triggers you? Because honestly, most of the time when it comes to like family members or friends, babies, like it can be triggering, but I know a lot of women are like, well, that's not triggering. It's the random stranger on Facebook who announced, whoops, we're expecting number three. Oh my God, I hate those announcements. I don't even care. Like I don't get triggered when other people get pregnant because frankly, their ability to get pregnant doesn't affect my ability to get pregnant. So it's like, whatever. But I hate those announcements. Don't you, Elise? Where that's, like, ah, it's like, that's none of my business that you were surprised by your pregnancy. Like, good for you, but like weird TMI. I know. I also hated the like COVID baby announcements that were like pandemic baby. Like what else were we supposed to do stuck in the house together? Those really bothered me. I was like, cool. Yeah. Those are so weird. Like that. I don't know if I would get like triggered by it, but I was just like, ew. (laughs) So like your friend doesn't understand that she now falls in that camp for you. And so My question to you is, does she fall in that camp because you want to burn everything down because you're so angry that the surgery didn't work and that you have to start IVF and you're furious and like everything is going to piss you off, including this ill-timed comment. I don't think it was inappropriate. And by the way, we'll get to what plan B does in a second, but like, I don't think it was the most heinous thing that anyone's ever done. And I definitely don't think it's grounds to end a friendship Um, or are you triggered and upset because this 20 year friendship has actually been toxic the whole time? I can't answer that for you, but it's odd to me that you use the phrase straw that broke the camel's back as if there have been lots of other straws that have been broken. It's like, okay, we don't have that context. So just in this scenario, I would say honestly that you're overreacting and that your friend did something rude but that it's absolutely not worth risking a 20 year friendship because here's the deal. Other people in your life are going to get pregnant. You're going to make infertility friends. And then those people are going to get pregnant. And if you continue to lash out and be angry about everyone that like makes their own choices in life. And sometimes you disagree with them, like you're going to be left standing alone. And this is not the time to be left standing alone. Like this is the time you need support, but I'm, down for you setting a boundary about like, Hey, best friend, maybe after I talk to you about going to the IVF doctor, you don't share that your messy sex life (laughs) led to plan B. Like I totally get how that's not the nicest thing in the world. And you can 
very much, you can gently or firmly set that boundary. I am cool with that. I'm not gonna though back up ending a friendship over that. Like to me, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. I think that that's like an impulsive decision. Like you're acting from emotion. And I think that in order to make a clear decision on whether or not to end a 20 year friendship, like you don't want to react to that. Like you want that, you want that to be a thoughtful conversation, like a thoughtful thing that you think about really deeply before you make any decisions. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the boundary is worth being set and having the conversation, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I, I don't know. I think that this is a really shitty situation to be in, but infertility sucks so bad and you're already going to feel super isolated. And so to kind of like burn down the bridge of friendships that are already established at this point in your journey, I don't think that's a great idea. I think you need to just like be honest with your feelings, communicate your needs, communicate your boundaries, but bring the people who you have established relationships with into your life more, you know, cause you need that support. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had a lot of people piss me off during my IVF phase and I would make it clear that it wasn't my job to educate them. So when yeah. they would ask me questions, if I wasn't feeling it, I'd be like, Hey, have you heard of Google? Yeah. Like you could Google it, like yeah. stop using me as one, someone to provide the labor for you to be more educated when like, I don't have to do that. And like, to like be more educated when you come talk to me about this. Like, I don't think that's a wild ask. I mean, I had, um, I, and I, I'm going to share this story and, and, and Caroline listens. So Caroline's going to be like, yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm sharing the story, but I, Caroline, I think it's like a really good learning moment for both of us. But when I told her that I had success after my transfer, she said, are you on prenatals? <laughs> and I like was so like, what? It's like, girl, I am like taking shots of progesterone in my ass every day, but like <laughs> forgot the prenatals. And so I was like, a little miffed by that comment and then talked to her about it later. And I was like, yeah, like that was, and I, you know, I let it go. Talked to her about it later. It was like, that was your first comment after me telling you. And she was like, no, it wasn't. I was like, yeah, it was. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, wait, I, oh my. And then she goes, I wonder how many people's feelings I've hurt by yeah. talking about fertility because she's had, I mean, she is fertile myrtle, like gets pregnant immediately is open about talking about that. That's amazing for her but I don't think she understood that that could hurt other people's feelings. And so when we had that conversation, I thought her comment, wow, I wonder how many times that's like made someone upset or something was incredible. I just was like, that is such a profound comment to make and so introspective and not defensive and like Mm -hmm. amazing. And so part of me was like, damn, I'm glad we had that little, you know, whatever oopsie communication because now I get to see what type of person she is. Yeah. And she's a person that's just like, did not mean to hurt anybody. I mean, if she knew that she hurt a stranger on the street by giving them a weird look, she'd probably be upset about it for a week. Like she's just not the type of person that wants to hurt other people's feelings. And so having that moment where she got to show me the person that she is, which is a phenomenal person, I think was worth right. That little oopsie daisy moment. And so I can't, tell you 
if you're going to be grateful for this experience or not with your friend. And if your friend is like going to rise to the occasion, it sounds like she did already. And you're just not ready to talk to her about it. And if that's the case, like you need to ask yourself why again, is this because this 20 year relationship has been toxic or is this because you are very much in your feelings, very triggered and probably need to talk to someone on a consistent basis about this shit to get it out. Yeah. I also think just based on her, the sentence that was like, I don't believe in plan B is contraception. Like, I do think that that it, like this situation is more than just like a conversation. Like, I think that like her morals are involved and like belief systems are involved. And I think that the more layers that there are to a situation, the more complicated it gets. Callie. (laughs) Yes. I'm making a face. Uh, okay. Usually I don't like question some, I don't know how to phrase this. I find it odd that anyone has a moral stance against plan B. Like, and so Elise and I were talking about it beforehand to kind of be like, okay, this is a good letter. This is complicated. I wonder if you're going to have a different point of view than me. We don't usually share our opinions before the podcast because we want it to be very, um, like a surprise, like, is he's going to disagree with me? Am I going to disagree with her? And I figured on this one, we might disagree. And it seems like we're, we're kind of landing in the middle together, but I take offense to that sentence, to be completely honest, because most people don't even understand what plan B does. It doesn't abort a fetus. It doesn't abort an embryo. It delays ovulation. It is literally just being like, we're going to push your cycle back a few days. Apparently plan B at the most will delay your cycle by a week. And that's like in a very extreme case, but like, you're not, you're not aborting anything. You're just preventing pregnancy. It's like, basically the, like, it's a very expensive way of like using a condom. And I know it's not the best way. And by the way, I've taken plan B before and it sucks. <laughs> like, I don't recommend it. it. Made me feel like shit. I think I had to take it twice. Um, so feel free to judge me, but I have no regrets, even though it turns out maybe I didn't need it. (laughs) (laughs) I could use that a hundred dollars back now too. Um, but like, I don't really understand, I guess I'm having a hard time understanding the anger or, um, disapproval of something as pretty innocent as plan B. Well, I think there's a lot of, a lot of misconceptions about it. And, you know, I think that this, you know, if the majority of people don't know exactly what it does, then it makes sense as to why maybe you do have judgments around it, but maybe with understanding that it just pushes ovulation, like maybe that would change her mind about that. And maybe not. And, you know, either way, whatever, but I do think that this is beyond just like an insensitive comment at the wrong time with your best friend. Like, I think clearly you have lingering feelings and lingering, you know, beliefs. And there's more involved than just a simple conversation. Well, it seems like she's judging her friend for deceiving her husband too. It seems like husband might be wanting to actively try for baby number two. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. And her friend's not being honest with her husband. But again, like, I don't know. I try not to judge my friends' marriages and I try to just be there in support. So I, but it's so tough because this is just such an isolated event. And so I'm not trying to villainize 
you letter writer at all and be like, you are totally wrong. It's like, you might be dealing with someone who's a complete narcissist and has a messy life and you're just sick of it. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying this situation on the surface to me just doesn't warrant um, maybe as a reaction of of cutting off. And by the way, I also want to point out that because um, of the political climate that we're in, I'll say it that way. And, you know, women's healthcare access has been restricted to an all-time high, meaning women can't just go and get abortions. And I am pro-choice and with being pro-choice, I know there's a huge spectrum. I personally believe, especially now, by the way, like going through a pregnancy, this shit sucks. It is not for the pain of heart. I am not trying to sit here and rub it in anyone's face, but like, oh my God, like I can't imagine someone going through this and not wanting to. Yeah. Like that is just, I, and, and so, you know, your friend wouldn't have access to make the choice she needs to make if something were to happen. So plan B is actually, in my opinion, one of the more ethical things to do if you already pass that point of whoops, we didn't use protection. Obviously using protection is like the best thing that you can do, but I don't know. I'm just like getting, I can't decide if you're just so angry that everything she's doing is going to make you mad or if y'all have just like very different values. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm guilty of projecting my anger and feelings on people around me through my journey, which is, I mean, that's not fair to those people, but it definitely happens. But I think it's, you have to make that distinction. Like, is this, is this you just overflowing with emotion and her being a safe person for you to project that on, even though like the circumstances of the situation were very triggering to you or, you know, is this not someone who you want to be friends with? I, I don't think we have all of the information to be able to like make that decision, you know? Yeah. I mean, and especially because your friend hasn't been through infertility, I can, I can attest it is difficult to like thoroughly bond with someone who doesn't get it. And yeah. so I think maybe some asks that you can give are like, Hey, do you mind researching this? Like, do you mind like educating yourself on what this means for us if you feel like she is like completely detached um you know because but again like I I guarantee that she feels like she's the exception I guarantee that she feels like she is not triggering to you because you guys are basically family I mean yeah it's the same thing whenever Elise and I have had very different outcomes you know with our transfers and I will say that I was probably overly sensitive towards Elise to the point where Elise was like, you're being fucking weird. Stop. Like you're making me feel like a crazy person, which if you remember, I got sensitive about that when people handled me with kid gloves, that was my trigger. My trigger wasn't other people having success. My trigger was treating me like I was any different than someone else. And then I did that to Elise. And I know that Elise does want to be handled with kid gloves sometimes, (laughs) but I took it to an extreme to the point where Elise was like, you're, this is annoying. Yeah. Like you're being, you're being weird. You're being weird. You're being annoying. Like, stop. Like I am not a delicate flower. Also, you're not triggering to me. And it, I've been checking in routinely. I haven't lately. Cause I'm like, this is the dumbest conversation. I don't want to have it anymore. Cause Elise is like, stop. Like, yeah. But I appreciate, I appreciate it in the beginning. You know, I appreciate checking in and just being like, Hey, is this triggering to you? But like, you know, trust when you're, you know, like tr- trust your friend, you know, like, I don't know. I also think I want to touch on one of the questions that she said at the, at the end, should I just sweep this under the rug and move forward in our friendship? I feel like the 
phrase sweep it under the rug is just like forget about it and not mention it again right like do you get that impression too and I don't ever I don't ever yeah that's never how you handle situations like this because that's how you plant seeds of resentment and resentment is like the number one destructive thing in a relationship or a friendship so like and that might be what she's been doing you know what I mean like maybe that is why this feels like the straw that yeah because it's either been I'm going to go nuclear and end this, or I'm just going to pretend like it didn't happen. And it's like, whoa, there is definitely a middle ground here. Yeah. Like, I think you just need to be honest. I think you need to like take a breath, take some distance if to like collect yourself, but then have a conversation and really speak your mind. And, you know, if it's your best friend of 20 years, like, you know, that I would hope that you would know that she always has your best intentions at heart, you know? So I think that this is just an opportunity for you guys to get even closer with you communicating how this made you feel. And you can like take this opportunity to like get closer and grow in your friendship together. But I don't think, I don't know. I don't think that you should just like put a nuclear bomb on this friendship and completely end it over this situation, unless there's other contributing factors. No. And I mean, she's not, she's not a mind reader. Like I still remember having to educate my family on this stuff. And my family was basically just like, give me updates, give me updates. And that's like all they would do. And I I finally, I lost my shit. And I was like, how about you be there for me instead of me being there for you? Yeah. And it didn't even occur to them. They were like, oh my God, like, yeah, this is like mentally horrible and physically horrible. I saw something the other day where someone was like, IVF is not, it's not the physical aspect that's so bad. Like everyone's obsessed with like the shots and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay. It's annoying. It's the mental part of it. That's the worst part. The emotional part. It's like, that is what really gets us. And so I remember I had to tell my mom, like, stop asking for updates and send me food. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I don't want to have to cook right now. And if you want to be helpful, instead of me having to tell you how many follicles I had at every ultrasound, why don't you send me a DoorDash gift certificate? And she's like, oh my God. Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) Like, and it was, you know, it wasn't like an awkward fight or anything. She was like, I didn't think about that. Like, I didn't even think about the fact that you were like going through something like, you know, she's just wanting everything to be okay for me. And she's just, you know, she wants a good outcome for me so badly that people accidentally make it about themselves. And you have to yeah. remind them like, bitch, it's not you doing this. It's me. And this yeah. is tough. And this is what I need from you. I need you to go Google. I need you to support me. I need this. Well, this best friend I'm telling you kind of needs to be told what's triggering to you and what's not. She does not understand that her toddler is triggering to you. When yeah. you say babies are triggering to me, she thinks everyone else's. Yeah. She's not thinking hers. Because to her, you guys are family. It's different. She's on another level. You guys have a special thing going on. There's no way that her kid could be triggering to you. She doesn't know. Yeah. Unless you have explicitly told her, your kid triggers me. She doesn't know. Yeah. And I have a feeling you have not told her. So like, I know it's frustrating when you have to hold someone's hand and be very direct about what you need and want. It's exhausting. But like, there are certain things that you just can't get around. Like you can't get away from having to say your child is triggering to me. Like, it's one thing to say, like, go research. It's like, I'm not going to send you the websites to read. I'm not going to send you the books to read. Like you figure that fucking out. Yeah. <laughs> but like stating your needs and wants, no one can do that except for you. Yeah. And it's no one's responsibility except for yours. Yeah. 
good advice. Okay, are we missing anything else from this very interesting and complicated letter? By the way, I want to acknowledge that this is like a very messy situation and yeah. that probably no right or wrong answer. And these are just our opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, I think that we are in a very unique position to give our input, but like, you know, this could be the Hatfield and the McCoy and we wouldn't even know it. So we're doing our best with the limited information that we have. Um, and I hope that our feedback has at least gotten those creative juices flowing so you can start reflecting on your friendship and reflecting on your big feelings and what what is this actually about like is this genuinely about the fact that it was insensitive or is this about the fact that you feel like your friend doesn't hold space for you yeah good questions to consider before you make any big decisions yeah and how often do you feel like this yeah you know like if this is like a I don't know, once a year thing where you like get myth that she said something stupid. It's like, mm, probably worth it. But if, if you are constantly feeling like this, it's like, okay, well, yeah, she's probably a shitty friend. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably a shitty friend and she keeps doing things that it's like hard to put your finger on. And this one where you were like, ah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> that was bad. You know, and you want to use this as justification to end a 20 year friendship. It's like, be my guest, but just know that it's not about this instance. It's yeah. ideally, it's about a history and a pattern spanning 20 years that you finally decided you're fed up with. Totally. And also plan B is great. So just, <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? I really don't. I just want to end by saying like, I get it and I I'm here for you. If you want to work with me, I am like selectively taking people navigating infertility as clients. And so like, I'm happy to work with you. And I, I really do think like having an outlet that's not a friend, that's not a family member to talk through some of the emotions that you're going to experience through this process is beyond helpful. And so like, I'm happy to be that person for you. Yeah, I do think that makes a world of difference. Also, just a note, Elise does not do free consultations. I've been getting some requests for that. Like, Google's past that. Um, she don't work for free. So if, you know, this is your free consult yeah. <laughs> with Elise. is her giving her time on the podcast and showing who she is and sharing who she is. And she's also very vulnerable and open on her Instagram page. Um, she's also very frequently featured on the Join Blush Instagram page. So like, that's your free consult. Um, I, I, yeah, Emma keeps responding to me and I keep looking at these and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I figured that was kind of clear, but, um, making that clear now. So she will not do a free consult with you. That is a boundary I have actually drawn for her. And that's a boundary that she has agreed with and is now enforcing herself. You can do a free consultation with pretty much any other coach. Uh, if you're interested in, you know, trying, try before you buy, totally get it. But there's enough try before you buy content out there for me, for you to know if she's the right coach for you or not. And if you're going through infertility, I can't really imagine a better coach than Elise to help you through this because Elise has been through the bitter phase, through the angry phase, through the sad phase, through the I just want this to be over phase, through the I'm going to give up phase, through the oh my God, I'm so hopeful and blessed through med- medical this medical marvel is amazing and look at this process phase like in a phase she's experienced it all of it and I'm like super passionate about helping other people navigate it so happy to work together you just let me know totally 
Uh, okay, good. I, again, I hope we weren't too harsh. I just really, um, I understand and so does Elise how important support is and how it's going to, how much support you're going to need throughout the coming months. And granted, you do need the right support. So if you're getting shitty support, sometimes I feel like that's worse than having no support at all. Yeah. Right? You do deserve to have the right support, but if she's capable and she's coachable and it, you know, half of this is your fault by not expressing to her what you expect from her. Um, then, you know, I just, I don't, I really just don't want you to be isolated. That's my biggest fear. I don't want you to look around at the end of this and be like, where's my support system? Oh, that's right. I got mad at all of them because they didn't say the right thing. And yeah. so now I'm standing here alone. It's like, no one's going to say the right thing. They all ever, ever, they all, people are so stupid. Even like the smart people are stupid. Like, <laughs> I can't believe some of the shit people have said to me. I've gotten like, people have kind of gotten in my face about finding out the gender of our kid. It's like, what about, like, why do you have an opinion on that? Like, that's weird. Like people say the weirdest shit yeah. to women going through something. So like, I get it, but people are never going to say the right thing. So we just have to speak our truth, let them know what's okay and not okay. And then if they acquiesce, amazing. They have potential, like oh, little Caroline's little response. 10 out of 10. Yep. That's amazing. Have those moments, cherish them. But if they can't get to that point of self-awareness of like, oh yeah, I guess I can't, I, I can't even acknowledge that that was bad timing, which your friend already did. But yeah, I would say her for that out. But anyway, okay. That's where I landed. I think that's a good place to land. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, but you can use uh promo code bless you 25 to work with police want to do that or I think it's just bless you all caps it's Shit. just bless you yeah yeah you knew that sound as well okay it's bless you all caps for 25 percent off your first month you can yeah. definitely use promo code to work with police I'm not gonna bad guy at that you just don't get a free console uh so do that highly recommend if you have a story or a situation you want to share with us to get our feedback on the easiest way is just to go to joinblush.com click on podcast on the top menu you'll see a submission form if you don't want to do that, that's fine. You can email us at blushyou at joinblush.com. Everything goes directly to me and Elise. We read everything we get. We just select the ones that we think are going to make the best podcast episode. But for the most part, we try and respond to everyone. Some of them don't make sense though. So, <laughs> so if it doesn't make sense, we can't respond. Uh, but if we do, then we try to feature them. Um, okay, I think that's it. Okay, cool. See you guys next time. Amazing. You guys are the best. We'll see you soon.